Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Good morning, afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. I am Skyblaze and this is the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. Uh, thanks to Rexy for a great show and a wonderful lead-in. Running late as usual, but that's okay. Uh, I'm on a Sunday this week because I was stolen yesterday to do some recording for a podcast project with some friends in the USA. Um, so I was unfortunately occupied yesterday, but I'm here now, so it's all good. Uh, some of you may remember that last year I took a look at the Sega System 32 arcade board and some of its games. But today I'm going to take a look at an earlier board, not the Sega 16, but rather the Sega System 24. Uh, produced in 1988, uh, this board was more of a side item than a direct successor to the System 16 board. Uh, in comparison to the System 16, the System 24 had two Motorola 68000 processors, while the 16 only had one, working alongside a Zilog Z80. If you know anything about early microcomputers of the 80s, the Zilog Z80 was in all of the things. Oh, I'm just going to move my microphone a bit closer. Uh, so the unique features of the System uh, 24 board include uh, the fact that it had a better monitor with a medium resolution, uh, it had a wider colour palette, and this is the first to load games from a floppy disk, although later games would require ROM boards or even CD-ROMs to load the game, and a special security chip would be required to the board to even attempt to run it. Um, now, less on the board and more on the game, starting with Hot Rod which was released in 1988. Uh, this game has you uh, up to three others driving around three stages, with ten diverse driving scenes in a racing game style not that different from Micro Machines, as you race in the top-down view and have to win the race by obvious means, as well as falling out of view of the camera. Again, quite a lot like Micro Machines if you've played any of those games. Although, if it happens, you will be slingshot closer to the rest of the racers and will lose some fuel as a penalty rather than losing points like in Micro Machines. As you race, you can collect items which will give you either additional points or more fuel, and you'll have to contend with obstacles such as speeding trains, sand, ice, falling rocks, and other weather effects, which will make an effect on your progress and also cause you to lose fuel. Uh, Electrobuggle is saying that they actually requested a System 32 game uh, because I made a mistake when I put up the original announcement, the announcement earlier today for this because I was very tired um, and I put down the uh, System 32 instead of 24. So uh, Electrobuggle has requested a, a song from the wrong uh, system, but that's fine. It doesn't really matter that much. Uh, it's, it's later on in the show, so and it's a great track, so it's fine. Uh, anyway, let's have some music then to start with. Uh, so from uh, Hot Rod Arcade, we've got BGM number three. And then our first request for tonight, requested by Nicholas Haman, we've got Rough Racer Seaside. Uh, after the musical break, we'll come back and talk a 
bit more about the Hot Rod Arcade game. Uh, but till then, you can listen to these two tracks, and I will speak to you after the music break. Racer Seaside, which was requested by Nicholas Haman, and before that we had Hot Rod Arcade BGM number three. Uh, so back to Hot Rod again. Um, once you've finished a race in Hot Rod, your position will often give you fuel. Uh, more importantly, prize money, which can then be used to improve your car, of which you can choose one item per race to improve, and in the limited time which to make your decision before you move on to the next race. Your options include two tiers of engines and spoilers, as well as three tiers of tyres. Uh, the cabinets in this game are of some interest, as you come across the game in either two, three or four player models. 
The two and three players are pretty much just standard upright cabinets with wheels and a gas pedal. Uh, steering wheel, that is. Uh, and the four-player version, however, sees the four positions around a single screen, so you're viewing it as a tabletop instead, which is a pretty cool, uh, different thing, uh, since uh, by this point, tabletop-type game systems were not that common. Uh, three more bits of information from this game. Uh, the music in the shop between races is the same tune as the shops from Fantasy Zone. Uh, that same tune is also used in a couple of other games, from what I recall. Uh, aside from the arcade, this game came out on the Amiga, Amstrad CPC, Atari ST, Commodore 64 and ZX Spectrum computers, being published by Activision. Though, as far as I can tell, there was never a version on any other Sega console. And finally, there are turbo versions of this game, but sadly I couldn't find out a great deal about them and if they were home computer ports or the just of the arcade cabinets. Uh, if you do happen to know that information, please let me know. Uh, Rafsig saying that Rough Racer interests me. Uh, is that just because you like the music, or...? Um, it looks pretty cool. Uh, it looks it looks nice and colourful, Rough Racer. Um, what was I saying? Ah, lost my script. Where was it? There it is. E. Uh, Electric Boogaloo's posted some videos of Hot Rod's Sega. Um, I think it's the Japanese version of the arcade game, and then uh, another video of um, the Ruff of Rough Racer. Uh, Electric Boogaloo is saying a Rough Racer is an arcade exclusive. Yes, I know. Um, I was talking about Hot Rod, not Rough Racer. Uh, yeah, Hot Rod does have computer ports, uh, but there is a, uh, there are turbo versions of it, but I can't find out a great deal about them. I don't know if they were Japanese exclusive or arcade exclusive, if they had home computer versions, I don't know. So if you do happen to have that information, please let me know. Um... Speaking of the computer port, let's have some music. So from uh, Hot Rod uh, C64, uh, we've got the title theme. And then uh, from Fantasy Zone, because it got mentioned, uh, the main theme from Fantasy Zone. Because um, the, the shop theme is great, but it's re a really, really short loop. So um, let's have that instead. I'll have the main theme instead. Uh, Jamie's saying, good old Sega shop theme. I wish it played when visiting Sega's online shop. Uh, that'd be interesting, but a lot of people really hate auto-playing audio. Um, anyone who visited, like, Geocities back in the, the late 90s. Mm, yeah. Not great. There were, like, a bunch of tools and stuff specifically to stop auto-playing audio. It was really annoying. Okay, so uh, we'll have the Hot Rod Commodore 64 title version of the title theme, and then Fantasy Zone main theme. Enjoy!
Sega, playing the best Sega music 24 7. That was Fantasy's own main theme, and before that we had Hot Rod on the Commodore 64 title theme. Uh, Electro Boogaloo is saying the Amiga version of Hot Rod had uh, music by the late great Ben Dugleish, who I have mentioned in a previous Chipching Corner in a previous episode. Uh, he had a really nice um, tribute at the when um, me, Superbike, and uh, Jamie went to the um, symphonic chiptune thing at uh, in Hull. Uh, he had a really great dedication there, and a, a little section that was dedicated to his work, which was really really awesome. Anyway, uh, next up we have Scramble Spirits, which is a vertical scrutiny. Oh dear, I can't say words. Vertical scrolling shoot 'em up released in 1988 in arcades. Uh, then it got ported onto the Master System in 1989, and finally onto home computers like the ones that I mentioned previously for uh, Hot Rod, uh, in 1990. At the beginning of the 21st century, uh, according to the story of the game, mankind had waged so much war that the third world countries were in need of rehabilitation to recover from the devastation it had wrought. 
when suddenly a mysterious enemy begins to attack and you're called in to investigate and take them down. Uh, you and a friend can each pilot a small fighter plane. As you progress, you can collect up to two smaller planes that will aid you in combat. These additional planes can be positioned behind you, including increasing your firepower in the air, or positioned lower to the ground where they can fire air-to-ground rockets. Along with these skills, you can also send these additional planes on a kamikaze attack which will cause it to clear the screen of enemies. Although you can reclaim the plane to be used again, but they will show signs of damage. Uh, one thing this game manages to take advantage of is the sprite scaling, as partway through the game you can get a bonus stage where your plane... Uh, your, uh, I can't say words. Where your plane will go to a lower altitude, causing your uh, plane to scale in size with the scenery as well. At the end of each mission, your planes return to base and you can see troops doing silly things such as skipping rope or spelling the word nice with their bodies. <laughs> That's a cute little touch. It's ridiculous, but it's kind of cute. Uh, at the end of the game, you're paraded through cities with people cheering you for saving them from the terrorists. Uh, you can also find a statue of you that's been erected with stories of your deeds being passed from generation to generation. It's hard to believe that they would erect a statue of a random pilot, but... Uh, video games, I guess. Um, Nicholas Amad saying, It's interesting to note how many Sega System 24 games have music composed by Minoru Aoki. After taking word for that one, I've not done any extensive research on uh, on who composed the uh, the games. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty interesting. They just like tied them to a chair and like, you're working on System Twenty Four stuff. Go. Uh, and Electric Boogaloo's posted a picture of some gameplay from Scramble Spirits, which is quite nice. So let's have some more music then. Uh, so, uh, again, since it was released on a whole bunch of uh, home computer consoles, I've got the arcade version and the Commodore 64 version. Um, so we've got uh, Scramble Spirits Arcade BGM number one, and then from Scramble Spirits C64 we've got music from stages one, four and six. Hope you enjoy those, and I will speak to you guys again after the break.
And that was Scramble Spirits Commodore 64 version, stages 1, 4 and 6. And before that we had uh, Scramble Spirits Arcade BGM number 1. Uh, next up we have Gain Ground, which I have talked about before, but I think I was talking about the Mega Drive version uh, that, at that particular point. Uh, this was released on the arcades in 1988. Uh, you play this top-down shooter as one of 20 different playable characters, which is quite a lot of uh, char playable characters for a game that is not a beat-em-up for the era. Uh, you'll progress through 40 levels by defeating every enemy on screen or rescuing all of the characters by leading to the exit sign somewhere found, uh, found somewhere on the screen. This game can be found in arcades by allowing two to three players, depending on which cabinet the arcade had purchased. Uh, if you check um, images, actually, the arcade cabinet is actually pretty similar to the um, like the two and three player versions of the Hot Rod cabinet. So it might just be like a different board in the same cabinet with different stickers on. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me because that would save an awful lot of time and effort for uh, Sega's arcade division. <laughs> Uh, what's interesting is that you don't have access to all 20 characters at the start. Uh, you unlock them as you rescue them throughout the levels. Also when you die, the characters you play as then become a captive to rescue later on. As mentioned, you play through 40 levels, with each 10 levels ending in a boss fight, and each 10 levels being set in a particular time period. The first are set in the Dark Ages, so enemies will consist of archers, knife throwers and swordsmen. Uh, the next is the Middle Ages. I'm going to loop my talkback music just in case. Uh, the next is the Middle Ages, so you have to contend with men with crossbows and swordsmen with stronger armour. Then you move into pre-revolutionary China, where you have men with bombs and primitive rifles. And then your final level t t 10 levels take you into the future, where you face off against men with lasers and high-tech armour. Uh, now to name just a few of the many characters that you can end up playing as, we have Athra, one of the starting characters who throws spears, and the secondary uh, attack throws spears into the air, which allows you to hit characters on higher ground. Next is Mud Puppy, a slow character that wields a weak pistol, however their special attack is a missile, which will allow you to effectively snipe enemies from across the map, so long as they're on the same level as you are. Lastly, we have Verbal, which appears to be the most useful character in the game, as they use a medium-range uh, longbow, and their special attack is a long-range arrow, which can hit enemies on high ground, or those hiding behind obstacles. Yeah, that sounds a bit broken. Like, oh, you're hiding, are you? Sucks to be you. <coughs> there we go. Problem solved. Um... Jamie's saying gotta love the Commodore 64 days where composers borrowed music from other sources. For example, the theme from Turrican is taken from the original Transformers movie. Uh, there is some similarity, yes. Um, yeah, it, it was not uncommon for blatant rip-offs to happen. I mean, I talked about uh, uh, the Great Gianna Sisters last week during Chiptune Corner, which is one of the most infamous blatant rip-offs. It's amazing. It's like, how did you get away with this? Spoilers, they didn't. Nintendo were not pleased. Anyway, uh, let's have some music then. Uh, so, uh, from Game Ground on the arcade, we've got Origin Awaken, uh, with the theme of Heroes. And then uh, a request by Electric Boogaloo, which is actually from the System 32, but it doesn't matter because it's a great track. Uh, Alien 3 Arcade, Stage 4, The Gun. 
so I hope you like those, and um, I'll be back after the music break for Chipchin Corner.
You're listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. Sega! I actually messed up the name of this earlier because I am very tired and on strong painkillers so um, I, I can tripped over my words a bit, I apologise. Uh, the name of the game is actually called Alien 3 The Gun and the music is actually the stage 4 music uh, which is also called The Tunnel and it was requested by Electric Boogaloo so I got that bit right. <laughs> wow, I, I, I wow, I'm just so tired. But we'll get there, we'll get there. Because uh, it's time for Chipchin Corner now. So I've been watching a few videos about the recently released Sinclair Spectrum Next microcomputer, which is kind of a, an iteration on the old Sinclair ZX Spectrum, uh, which a lot of people will be very familiar with from their childhood for if you're British and a similar age to me. Um, it's kind of like the mini consoles, you know, the, the Mega Mini Drive and the SNES Classic and the SNES Classic and all that sort of business. It's kind of similar to that, in, uh, but it can uh, run original Spectrum games on, uh, which are on cartridge. Uh, it works with the original Spectrum peripherals 
and it can also run uh, game ROMs on an SD card. Uh, the Spectrum Next is brilliant. Um, I have a great deal of respect for the people who worked on this project because it, it was it was another one of those Kickstarter things, but they actually have gone kind of above and beyond. Um, the original case was actually designed by the guy who designed the original ZX Spectrum, who sadly passed away before the project could be completed, which is a bit sad. Uh, one of the videos I've been watching uh, showcased uh, one of the games that came with it, which was Warhawk. Um, a classic from the 1980s, which was released on quite a lot of home computers. Uh, the Spectrum Next version is quite a lot of, uh, quite considerably enhanced, and has an amazing version of the title theme. Uh, I couldn't track down a decent copy of that, that version of the theme, uh, so instead I went to our friends over at RKO Remix and found a um, another remix, which I think is sort of in the same kind of vein as that one. To me, anyway. Uh, Electro Blue is saying they feel like the Spectrum Next is more akin to the analog line of consoles and the retro USB AVS, which also use FPGAs. That's true, because it's a... It's not an emulator machine. It actually uh, simulates the original hardware rather than being an emulator, which is why it can run the original games on, on cassette and so on. Uh, but a lot of people are not going to get that um, subtle difference. Uh, but you're right, but um, it's, 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 it's a subtle difference for a lot of people. Um, yeah, the, the Spectrum Next is a, is a great machine. Um, if you're interested in, in retro gaming devices, uh, and when they actually go on general sale, I'd recommend getting one because they look pretty cool. But from uh, to going back to the thing I'm actually supposed to be showing you, uh, the Warhawk theme. Uh, this is from uh, RKO Remix and uh, by a guy called Dr. Blitzen. This is Warhawk Back to the 80s mix. So let me know what you think of this, and I'll speak to you guys again after the break to sign off and play one last song for you. So enjoy that, and I'll speak to you soon.
And we are back. And that was uh, Warhawk Back to the 80s Mix uh, by Dr. Blitzen. Uh, you can find it on RKR Remix. I'm gonna, I've put it on uh, Twitter, but I'll also put the link in the Discord chat for people if they want to go and have a look. Um, yeah, that was originally composed by Rob Hubbard, who did so much stuff uh, in the 80s. I mean, so very much. Um, and he's the guy who's behind a lot of the um, the symphonic uh, chiptune music that um, is happening. I've talked about him quite a lot before. Anyway, uh, thank you to everybody who's tuned in today. Uh, thanks again to Rexy for a great lead. Um, Thanks to all the people in the chat. So we've got Electric Galoo and Jamie and Nicholas Aman. Oh, I think he's just gone to bed because it's very, very late where he is. Uh, I'm not sure who else we've got at the moment, but um, Rexy, if she's still around. Um, anybody who has been checking out the Twitter posts or hanging out, just listening. Uh, thank you to all of you. Uh, the show would not exist without you. Um, next week I'm going to be talking about online Dreamcast games. Uh, and as usual, if you have any ideas for topics that you would like for me to cover, you can contact me on Twitter, where I am at Blazing Skies. Or you can reach me through the Radio Sega Discord, where you'll find me, I'm Skyblaze or Skyblaze42. Or you can reach me through the Radio Sega Twitter or Facebook pages. Um, I've been Skyblaze, this has been The Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. I'm gonna have one last song to go out on, and that's uh, from the Sonic Mania, Mania re Remix album. Um, which is the Arthur X Medic final boss theme. Uh, so yeah, I hope, I've been listening to that a lot recently, I think it's great. So I hope you all enjoy that. Um, Electrical was saying, I hope there's another System 24 episode down the line. I hope to mention Crackdown and Supermasters. I'll also talk about unique aspects of the wall, like floppy drives and its medium output resolution. I did say that! I did say that right at the beginning of the show, but I, I'm not sure if you were around right at the very start. Um, but yeah, I, I'll be talking about the Dreamcast um, later, because I love my Dreamcast. Um, so I hope you tune in for that. It should be back on a Saturday, I think. Maybe. I'm not sure, because I might be going out next Saturday, but we'll find out. So, uh, I've been Skyblaze, this has been The Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. So, we've got Arthur X Medic, the final boss theme from Sonic Mania. Take care, everybody, and good night.
Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.